This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Always. Welcome to the Nerdverse Nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna Photon Fizzle Krupnik. And I'm Brian OK Plofsky. And we're just so happy you enjoyed the Andor vibes to be with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are jumping the train and feeding giraffes to give you our instant reactions to episode three of The Mandalorian, the next episode of The Bad Batch, and the season finale of The Last of Us. And you may be thinking, how do I ensure I don't miss all these great new episodes? Well, just be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse pod. This is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We're going to be spoiling The Last of Us, not season two or game two. We'll be spoiling a lot of uh, The Mandalorian and then uh, The Bad Batch and more Star Wars things that you may not have seen. This is your spoiler alert alert. Uh, and now let's uh, let's pop into Nerdverse Customs. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Let me see your identification. This week, we're headed into the Star Wars sector of the Nerdverse. Uh, Brian, here is my passport. Let me let me freshen this for you. Uh, this would be there's some there's some crumbs on it, but it really does say eight mm-hmm. travel biscuits. Eight uh, travel yes, biscuits. yes, of course. Um, mine has nine of those drinks that they're drinking that I think you can buy at Galaxy's Edge. You can? I was wondering. It looks like lemonade or something. Yeah, I think, hard. I think part of me thinks that you could buy the, at least those glasses. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, they might as well just said Fuzzy Tauntaun in this. I mean, truly. What was that drink they mentioned? And I was like, that's going to be a drink at Galaxy's Edge if it's not already. Oh, yeah. It was the Photon Fizzle, right? Oh, yeah, it was Photon Fizzle, right, exactly. Yeah, Which yeah. definitely sounds like a fuzzy navel or a fuzzy tom-tom right. or whatever. Totally, totally, totally. Um, cool. We have a lot to cover this week, so um, let's just talk about The Bad Batch, episode 13. Did you watch it today? What would you think? I did. I thought it was a great episode, uh, you know, expanding the universe a bit. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty interesting. I'm just sort of curious how it's all, where, where, where we're going with it, but it, it would be great if they would take advantage of the fact that it's going alongside of Mando and giving us some interesting, I know it's different, you know, periods in the timeline, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it would be cool if they could like take advantage of the fact that we're simultaneously watching them, but you know, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. It was fine. No, I understand. What do you think? Um, I have one. I think it's the best animation we've seen so far. I feel like it's been a while since we've gotten like a really beautiful, like outdoor with sun animation. Um, The last one we got was the one that um, we had where they were trying to save what's her name from the, the gangsters, the betting on the races. Um, But uh, I, I also don't, Maybe it's just me, but I kind of forgot that they cut ties with what's her name, um, uh, Rhea Perlman. Um, yeah, 
I yeah. forgot that they kind of cut ties Sid. with her. Sid. Sid. I don't know. A lot of it just feels like maybe I'm just not paying attention enough when I watch them, but it just felt a little convoluted in that. But like, I, I thought this was a fun episode. Um, we I think we got a call back in that episode to the um, the bug assassin that was sent to kill Padme um, in her bed oh. in Attack of the Clones at the beginning. Did we? Um, that yeah, was? because the uh, Zap uh, was it Zap Weasel Wessel or whatever the bounty hunter's name was in um, in Attack of the Clones sends those like bugs after her in her bedroom, and Anakin busts in and like cuts them up, and then they go on that chase through Coruscant. Um, yeah, to get her. But um, oh, I remember that. Um, yeah, so so it was very fun. phallic, uh, very phallic. Yes, yes. Um, but speaking of Coruscant. Uh, let's talk about episode what a segue, three. Brian. You're getting really good at this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> wow, this week's episode was so. Uh, I mean, this week's episode unexpected. Was, uh, it's like yeah. wild. Well, well, here's the thing: the little caption on the episode said like something about like Coruscant or something like that. So I'm like, oh, interesting. Before I hit play, and then it starts finishing off episode two, where they're kind of getting off the planet. Um, you know, Bo-Katan doesn't say anything about the mythosaur. They're chased Twist. by. I did. <laughs> yeah. I did not. I, I did not expect her to just not say anything. Yeah. Also, if you had told me that this season was going to be about Bo-Katan kind of like finding religion again and not convincing him to not believe it, I would have been like, what? Um, but that's kind of what we're seeing. And we'll get into that. But uh, we get that beginning part. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, go for it. No, I and and when he says that let's go some you know I'll take you somewhere no one's gonna find us then we see Coruscant which is in the blurb in the description of the episode I'm thinking oh this is a perfect place to hide is in a yeah, city yeah. of billions of people no no yeah um so before we get to Coruscant I have a question for you the Tie Fighters and the Interceptors and the bombers that they were dealing with that destroyed Bo Katan's nice little house. Um, oh, shame. We uh, we don't know who they are, who they were sent by. They're obviously some small faction of the Empire that's still left, similar to Grand Moff uh, uh, Moff Gideon. Um, you know, I guess like uh, that was a great action sequence. But I guess great. what are your thoughts there in terms of like who they are, what they're trying to do? You know, do they think they got notified that somebody was on Mandalore and they like went to like seek it out, like like to to keep the secret of Mandalore in some ways? You know what I mean? That it's not poisonous. What do, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I you know, and that that is a wider question, which is like, what is the deal with Mandalore and the rumors, and whose best interest is it to keep this you know this lie going, and who's mm-hmm, starting mm-hmm. it? But yeah, I have no idea because. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, you know, people can track things in this universe, but I I don't know if this is something to do with if, if Bo has not a tail because, you know, I I don't think they're making it they're making it out to be like she's been followed, but right a a a you know a metaphysical trail a tail if it's her or if it's on him and I, I yeah I have no idea I mean if they're going to Kalavala where she is. Then it makes me think she olives. Kalama. Uh then I think that it's that it's her, but she's not a threat. She's not doing anything. She's just sitting there brooding with a blanket on her throne. So I don't know what we're supposed yeah. to 
I mean, do you have any thoughts? No, I, I, I don't know. I think it's one of like two things. Well, first I thought it was the pirates who came back, but um, I know, but they're not they that organized them. and they're not, yeah. he, they're like not, they're going to come back later whatever. in the season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, well, I thought it was the pirates before we saw the tie fighters. Um, oh, 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 we yeah, just yeah. saw the, the blasters. Well, that would make um, sense. And then but we, then, yeah, then we saw the tie fighters and I'm thinking, Oh, Maybe maybe the Empire has some sort of a watch on Mandalore and when like they saw that someone had breached the surface or whatnot, like they, they're keeping a secret or whatever. The other one is just that like they're after Bo Katan for whatever reason and they got tracking on her ship. Like like they just picked it up because she left man uh she left Kondamata Olive Planet. And so like I don't really I don't know. There's a lot of things that could happen, and maybe I'm just overthinking well, it, or maybe we're underthinking it. His ship wasn't there when she showed up. It's got it's got to be her because no one came for him with his ship there. But then he leaves his ship on Kalamata Olive and she goes mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they have trouble. So I have no idea. I mean, what yeah, I don't know. On. I mean, we could also relate it back to Coruscant where there are all the rumors of what actually happened to Moff Gideon. Um, right. <clears throat> Well, before we leave Amando and Bo, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't know if she's going to find religion. I don't know if there's my my gut is that she can wield the saber. He can't wield the saber. He's reckon he's like you know harking the mythosaur. She's slowly believing in that. There's a way. There's a happy medium for these this covert. Although I don't know, you know, th- there's a way to make this coexist and they're stronger together. So I'm hoping that it's going to be some sort of team thing. Um, but I don't know what her motive is in not revealing the mythosaur. I mean, well, yeah, I also don't think she wants to play her hand just yet. Cause one, she's still processing it too. Um, she what it seemed like to me is at the end of this episode she is getting the idea of like wow there are so many mandalorians here yes they're a descendant of you know the watch um but realistically like this is a group of people that i could lead that like i having seen the mythosaur like and now i'm starting to kind of believe in all of this mumbo jumbo and like finding it again like i think there's a place where she challenges din for the saber at some point and like wants to lead these people and i think she's seeing her opportunity there um just in general so that that's how i think that this this episode ended in some ways yeah although it's hard to I, tell because i also exactly which i first i was like why is she taking her helmet off so we can just see um uh her face and then i was then i then when they later after the middle section of the episode when they return to them, I'm like, oh, this is convenient because she hasn't taken her helmet off since the waters. Um, I love yeah. that that Grogu sensed the fighters before they did. That was cool. That was cool. I also liked that he, it seemed like Grogu was trying to say this is the way. <gasps> Wait, when? When she, she says that, when Din says this is the way and she says this is the way. And then Grogu's he, he mur- mumbles, he like coos, murbles something. Oh, I miss that. I can watch it. I really like the interior of Bo's ship too. Just, just another great ship in this universe. Also, Bo's maneuver where she like slowed down, turned around, and like. Also, I love a good droid laugh. 
A great droid laugh. I just think that the ships that these Mandalore, I mean, I guess, you know, uh, we don't have to debate if Boba Fett, a Mandalore, uh, a Mandalorian, but his ship does similar weird like 360 maneuvers maneuvers yeah as well so yeah that and that was really cool um and you know grogu knows like when i guess he just knows when the force is, is applicable and when he just needs to shut himself mm-hmm. in his little bassinet yeah because he's little, just like yeah. all right this is my mm-hmm, that's my cue um yeah. so good so yeah so then we go to coruscant first of all coruscant looking great looking great and quite frankly there is nothing Arriving. I love more than seeing Star Wars politics in action from Andor yeah. to the prequels. Like this was I got the action and then I got like that delicious taste of that palace like, intrigue. Oh, palace intrigue times 10. I have so much to say about this middle portion, but let's start with you. What are your thoughts? How are you feeling? What are some things that you picked up? Well, I, I really want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I, I, this was a missing piece for sure. The Pershing of it all. Uh, this was, you know, we know that this cloning thing is out there and the somehow, you know, there, this is, this is inevitable that we're going to have to go here. The dead And Grogu, yes, (laughs) Jesus, uh, somehow, um, I think and Grogu's in the picture. Grogu is a constant reminder that this is that's his like origin. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I was like, oh, this is a detour I'm happy to take. Though I'm curious like what this will all mean. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did not edit well, okay, so that's all I'll say. What, what what about you? Sure. I definitely got we're gonna explain Snoke and Palpatine vibes. Yeah. Um, like I got that. Um, like actually, like this is I feel like this is the first time that we're actually linking to what's to come in the seven, eight, and nine. So I this may be very controversial, but I actually find it I think it could be really interesting to watch this long game for us to get to the pre the the sequel, the trequel, triquels we don't like to talk about. Th- this could be cool, kind of. Well, also, let's, for our listeners, as a reminder, we are, we like the sequel. We don't like the third one, but we, we do, we do, we are not Last Jedi I still haters. think the third one has really great romance, and I know yeah, that people yeah. don't like the romance, but I do, and I, right. anyway, there's, Fair. there's merits and demerits. We, we're not pure haters over here. I, I think there's a lot to like about all of them, even if they're not, like, down the middle enjoyable. They're Star Wars but, movies, and that's all we've got. Yeah, who cares? My other, not a lot of people care, but um, what I will say is that, if anybody is going to be able to put a Band-Aid over it, it's Filoni. Like, it's like he made a, the prequels Grogu better. Grogu Band-Aid. Yeah, for sure. So that's one thing I got from it. So we'll start from the back to the front. I also uh, am interested to see who she's working for. And if they if they just needed him, because now she's, he's mind flayed. So, like, I'm wondering if the doctor needed if they, her faction or whoever she's working with, <clears throat> um, Elia, was that her name? Um, yeah. Whoever she is working with, um, 
how that relates to like the new order or whatever it is, or even if it does. Um, also, why don't they need the doctor? Do they, did they just need the thing, the things that like they needed a doctor to pick out? Do they have somebody else that knows like all of this? See, like, do, is there a Kaminoan still alive? You know what I mean? Like I, I'm interested in that information. Again, I mean, those could have been cool to questions. link this into the bad batch, but anyway, um, yes, I, that's weird because like, that's just supply, the stuff that he picked up in the old ship. Right. So you need him. Um, but yeah. I feel – and I feel like you could have let him go a little longer, get his get, – get into some of the research, learn what he's doing. He could take in an assistant. She could take notes. Like get some more deets before yeah. you fry him. I'm yeah, not sure see. what the reasoning there is. Yeah, no, that's all. a good point. We just have to wait and see, but I really dug that um, one love. A, uh, I, I, I there was some really great, and now let's skip back to the beginning. This idea of the rehabilitation of empire, like like no names, um, in re putting them into society. But what's fascinating to me is it doesn't matter if it's the we've seen it in Andor and we saw it here. It doesn't matter if it's the Empire. It doesn't matter if it's the New Republic. It's still a bureaucracy where people get pushed to the side, where things need paperwork, where you can't move as fast as if you're like a rebel, you know, alliance moving from place to place in a, you know, guerrilla manner. He's frustrated because he wants to do that. People are just following the rules. And this this episode is more effective because we saw the flip side of it um in empire in in andor um like yes um, i also think that the that the canari that planet the rumors and things that happen there are remarkably similar to what's going on with mandalore and that planet so sure. rumors poisoned air i don't know there seems to be some connective tissue not, not necessarily point. that they that they are connected but right, this but is the, a, a tactic of sorts uh and also like you know you have him being talked to by his registered number you had stormtroopers that were human beings but had registered numbers you had clone yeah. troopers that had to give themselves nicknames because they were just a number so you have that same kind of carryover from the republic and 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 you know from the empire to the republic and that we know in the future to um the first order you have all of that stuff um something and and one other thing that i'll say that i absolutely loved about this episode is we see the top of that mountain just to show how far above the surface they are um, in Coruscant. Um, I absolutely love that. I also love a good Star Wars like lollipop treat. Um, oh, and then, light it up. So here's a question for you. Yes. Joanna, is that the same theater that Palpatine and Anakin saw the weird bubble opera? I absolutely think it has to be. How many opera houses are there in Coruscant? I don't know. Yeah. If we, I if don't it's know. anything like our world, there's one per city. So this is the La Grande Opera. I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm guessing this is the same one. It has been refurbished a bit, but that makes sense because you know the the time has passed and the good stuff is you know the the city is prospering. So I think uh, it's gotten a little bit of a makeover, but I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. it's got to be. I mean, that this is this would be an easy connect there um yeah i i'll sorry go for it no no, no i was gonna talk about Aaliyah, Elia, 
whatever mm-hmm. her name is. So continue. Um, I found it weird that he'd be doing a full session. Like if he's under surveillance by the New Republic, I find it hard to believe that he'd have like a full TED talk uh, in general. But what I did like about that is um, what I did like about that is that you got that sense that he's giving this to the higher class of um Coruscant and they're interested in like what he suggested like the cloning of hearts and making them live longer I thought that showing that similar to the way that Mon Mothma you know um would you know work with those types of senators and whatnot like that high class so like I think that that is a fascinating aspect for sure yeah I'm I it is true it's kind of weird that this anonymous numbered like cubicle worker which also reminded me of cyril in those cubicles like doing nothing work yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i was like how do you get a powerpoint on this um and not get a lot more attention i mean that was what i thought i thought he was going to do this Mm -hmm. and then he was going to get approached by like a ton of people i did not see this twist I thought there was something weird going on, but I don't know if you noticed when he was getting like dressed in his like plain clothes, to, like go on their little scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. Though, did you hear that like droning music that was so Palpatine playing when he was like, yeah. looking at himself in the mirror? It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was so dark, and I was like nefarious, and I so I yeah, I just didn't see. I mean, the minute I saw her, I was actually at first when I saw her, I was like. Worked for Kylo Ren, worked for someone bad. And then I realized, oh, no, it's Gideon. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I associate you with a bad guy. You are a yeah. henchman on a ship with a bad guy. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, I did not anticipate this. And again, I don't know what her, I don't know what her, is she trying to rise the ranks? Because the New Republic doesn't want bad stuff to happen. So how, yeah, I don't, did she trick them? to make them think he was doing bad and this is her way to work her way up. I mean, maybe, but also she could be working her way up the, you know, in terms of like, um, she is attempting to, she's working with the new Republic to get her hands on things. So she doesn't get caught. She's turning these people in, but on the side, she's like doing something else with like what will become the first order. Like maybe that she's rising in the ranks in a similar way that, um, that we saw in Andor where, you know, that person rose through the empire just to get information. She's rising to the new Republic to bring back to her people. Like, yeah, like, like not even, no, not Dedra, um, Luthen's guy. The redheaded, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you have all of that one, but also something I wanted to point out is when they're stealing the stuff from the lab, he asks her, like, what did you want to be or grow up, essentially? And she steps back into, if you notice, she steps back into the shadows. I thought that was fascinating. And then also- It was so weird. He he rubs his ear those two times- he rubs his ear when he's talking about his mom, and then he rubs his ear again when he is when he says that he's not, um, you know, he's not upset at the New Republic or whatever it is. So what I find that uh, to me that's his lying tell. I think he was yeah. lying about his mother, and I think he was lying about that because then he talks about how his mom was a scientist later on. Um, not that she couldn't have been a scientist and dropped dead, but like. I just thought that like you could his his tells he you very easily tell when he's lying because he like he like plays with his ear or whatever that yes. was. Yes, no, I definitely noticed that, but I couldn't draw the connection. I couldn't. I didn't know if he was. I mean, I I liked the idea that he was lying about his mother. I mean, 
that makes him seem a little bit more sus than I was thinking. Or maybe like he, yeah, maybe she was murdered or he had something to do with, I don't know. It's yeah. so interesting. I, I'm just sort of sad that this, well, I don't know. I presume this is our, all we'll get of him. Cause she or really he'll be that totally incapacitated. Up. I don't know. Like, but then he's useless. So I, yeah. I just, I'm curious as if that that's it. You know, we, that was so, he had so much information to give uh, for us about Grogu mm-hmm. and about like, I mean, he kind of says like that it was used for bad and, you know, and he, he's clearly talking about Grogu, but I, I just wanted a little bit more background on like what's been going on, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, that was, that was wild. <laughs> and that honestly, whole sequence. Yeah. I just don't know where this show is going this season. Because we got to Mandalore so quickly. Exactly. Which I love. Like, There's I love so that. much runway. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now we have, so now we have, let's, let's just tally up what we've got going on. We have the quest to bind the Mandalorians together somehow with whomever can do it in their own way, Saber mm-hmm. or Mythosaur, Grogu, whatever. So, and, and Mandalor- Mandalorians equal manpower soldiers fighters really 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 valuable so that's like a force and then Mm -hmm. you have the thing that's in the capital that's like leading up to what we presume is just going to be the what was it the new the new last order what's it called kylo's group is first order the first order okay i can't keep them all straight so the first order is Mm -hmm. is impending because now right. we just have the Republic. So that is looming ahead. Mm-hmm. And then we have, I don't know, some Jedi stuff out there too. Yeah. So how they merge, you know, Moff is like kind of still in the wings potentially. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know how they merge, but there's clearly, there's clearly, they've got a connect and a connection they're going to make. I'm just so mm-hmm. fascinated because you're right, yeah. we have so much runway now, having already done the Mandalore thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more to do and come to terms with, but like, wow, what is this all yeah. going to mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm super excited for it. And like this, this episode actually gets me more excited for the season than even the second episode where they were on Mandalore. I know. I mean, the second episode was amazing because I was like, all right, we're doing this now. So we got stuff left. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta say lots of doctors this week, lots of doctor heists, lots of, (laughs) lots of docting, lots of docting. Yeah. Shall we talk the last of us finale? Yeah, absolutely. So Joanna, this is brand new to you. This is your first time. You you didn't know it was going to happen. What did you think of the last of us finale? (sighs) Um, wow. I just... I, I I had not expected this. I don't know. I was relieved because they both lived. So let mm-hmm. me say that off. Because I was terrified, as I've said multiple times every week on this episode, on this podcast, that I don't like something's happening and it's looming and it's scary. And I know that mm-hmm. that the next game is crazy. So I was mm-hmm. very scared we were going to lose someone. So. Um, I mean, this episode was incredibly emotional. It just took, it had so many levels. It was messy. And that's, a, and in a great way, 
mm-hmm. mean, the the choices that we make and the this oh, this theme that's been threaded through I now see through this entire season of, you know, the one to save the many or who's who you know, who's the most important to save and why should yours be the one and you know how everyone's purpose is sort of what's driving them to do all sorts of things. It was just, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, th- those are my general thoughts. I, I loved mm-hmm. this episode. It was definitely, I mean, it's crazy to say, cause it was very climactic, but it was like more of a falling action from last week in the way mm. that it was, it was a shorter episode. Um, again, I know that they're sculpting it in a particular way, so whatever, fine. And, you know, it had a lot of, uh, some time has obviously passed before this episode. So they're, you know, the way that they're interacting has grown a bit. And in Ellie's case, like it's gone, gone, gone awry. Um, but it was really, it was, it was fabulous. I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I oh, loved the cold open of getting to see Anna, yes. Ellie's mother, mm-hmm. Ashley Johnson. Yes. That yes. was spectacular. So, mm-hmm. yes, those are my big thoughts. What about you? Um, I thought it was great. Um, I thought that it really presented the trolley problem well. Mm-hmm. And this has been a very, <clears throat> this has been a big conversation in the video game and whatnot. Like, I think the I, I think that the achievement of the video game and the achievement of the show is that whether you agree with Joel's action or disagree with Joel's actions, you believe that this character would make this choice in this scenario. So regardless if you agree or disagree with him, you completely justify his choice making as a character. And I think that's the 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 great example of this and and the game ends the same way with the with Ellie with Joel saying I swear and Ellie saying okay and then that's how the game ends. Did you finish the game? No, so I didn't um I did not get to this part of the game yet. I did last week I got to the drafts actually. Okay. Um so I knew that was coming. And then I was like, ah, I gotta stop. I, I was like, it was just too juicy. And I just didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did. So I know I have not. I, I though I've picked up through osmosis, you know, some of the differences and, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that, that this, this uh, Ashley Johnston scene was something that Neil Druckmann has been trying to do in different ways for a long time. Its own game, a different game maker was going to pick it up. They were going to do a live action version of it. They were going to do all sorts of stuff. And, Nothing really worked. And then when he presented this, when uh, Greg Mazin was like, you know, what else do you got in this aspect? And he told him, he was like, oh, hell yeah, we're doing this, which is, I think they talked about that on the after the episode. But um, yeah, that was just so amazing because you hear you have two characters that are like similarly to Ellie and Riley that make you think of all sorts of, of people, Tess and Joel, where mm-hmm. they're both like, you know, they Joel and Anna both tell lies to Ellie, both tell yes. lies to save Ellie, mm-hmm. to save her from herself, to save her from other people. And, you know, it's just, uh, it was just, 
it was incredible. I mean, you, ha- I mean, oh my God, it, there's so much. I mean, to have this baby and know that you, the one thing that you're there to do your purpose, like you're not going to be able to do in a matter of, I don't know, 20 minutes and, mm-hmm. or two hours and just to have that taken away and, you know, to have that line, like you tell them, you tell them Ellie, like, it's mm-hmm. just, it tells us so much. And they also look alike, which is wild. Yeah. Ashley Johnson and uh, Bella Ramsey. Sure. Um, yeah, all that was amazing. I loved the opening. And what I really, lo- I loved what they added to this episode. I love that they, like, in the game, th- that's not in the game, obviously, as you stated. And um, we, and I like that we find out more about, they add more to Marlene's character in this. Because... Yeah her stakes are higher now in the TV show because we know her promise and her relationship to Ellie's mom. And then Ellie in, you know, after that. And so when, when she has to make the decision, it's like a double trolley problem at the end. So you have Ellie who they both have connections with. Joel chooses Ellie in the the trolley problem. Whereas Marlene chooses society, the group in the trolley problem. And they both have a very specific connection to the person who should be making the decision. And that's another question. Do we think, do we think, you know, do we think the age of this person matters? You know what I mean? In terms of like, um, can they make that decision? It's themselves, but you know, that that's a bigger question, but I thought that aspect of things was interesting. Also in this episode, Joel opens up a lot more than he does in the game. He's actually talking about Sarah. He talks about his suicide attempt. Um, there's a lot in the, in the game that is hinted at, um, but not outwardly done here. And I like that it was outwardly done here. Yeah. It's, it was almost, yeah. I mean, the, the part where he talks about his suicide gone wrong, that was, Oh my God. Like just, I was crying. It was so emotional. And just to see their Mm -hmm. understanding with one another and to hear him talk like that, finally, after all this time where he just didn't want to get into backstories, didn't want to get into all of this. And that was just so powerful. And then at the end, when he's talking about Sarah, when they're climbing and it's just like, it's almost, it's almost like not disturbing, but it's like, it's all messed up the way it's happening because it comes across as so yeah. he seems so desperate and he seems, yeah. you know, and he's not thinking he, he all, it's like the floodgates have opened and he can't help himself, but it's it, wrong. Yeah. It made me feel yucky too, in terms of like, uh, she probably feels like she's in that moment. And I think that adds to her asking those questions at yes. the end. In that moment, she really feels if I were her in that scenario, I would feel as if I'm taking the place of somebody else as opposed to, you know, being this new person in this person's life. Um, And I think that's exactly what they were trying to do there. Agreed. Agreed. I think that we're supposed to feel icky the way that Mm -hmm. it's happening. Um, And I think, yeah, it it was just, um, huh, it was a lot. I worry. I, I, I don't think Ellie believes him. What I'm curious mm-hmm. about is it, I don't believe him, but we'll just put that in my pocket for now and see what's coming. Is it we're broken now? I can never, I love him, but I can't trust him again. Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, I, I just, there's so many questions I have because truly 
I don't know that she, when she's talking about the things that they'll do together afterwards, which when she said that, I was also emotional. Like we all go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, I'll follow you anywhere. It was just so sweet because you're not sure if she's going to say me and she wheezed them and it's just so lovely. But I- I'm not so sure that she would want to die. It may be that maybe I'm being I naive. I-, I think she, <clears throat> I think it's her purpose, but. And she thinks of it as like the way that her life can have some meaning. But I don't know that she wants to die either. And I don't think that they gave her that information. That's my interpretation. They just put her into surgery. She was asking about Joel and that was it. Yeah, I think that's one of the bigger things is the person who is sacrificed, who's being sacrificed, did not get the choice. Right. And so Joel made the choice, but also it harkens back to when Joel says in the middle of the season, um, when he ends up traveling to Denver with her to Colorado, he says like to Tommy, like, you know, let she makes the choice who she wants to go with yeah. and giving her autonomy. But then like here he doesn't, you know? Right. I love the, there's been so much children's bedrooms throughout this whole season. We mm. get them in so many different ways, like post-apocalyptic. I think that that's like a really interesting you know, juxtaposition. I love, you know, he puts the boggle in the bag, his precious oh, I love space. Boggle. Yeah. And it's like a role reversal of yeah. him, of her putting joke books in her bag or pun books. Right. And he's putting boggle there now. Um, I love that we see, I mean, the minute that he says, hold my gun, it's almost like we're anticipating some remark from Ellie. That's like, Oh, mm-hmm. I can hold your gun. Nothing. And it's like, yeah. so devastating. Um, I think it's so interesting that in the game, you are forced to kill the doctor. Yes. So there's a huge, like, there's, that that was very dramatic. There's a lot of conversation about games that are about. um, Like the choices that make it what they impact. And you could make choices. So like the idea, there's, I honestly forget what it's called, but there's this concept where a game is about the choices you make, but in but meta, in a meta way, the game doesn't let you make your own choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about choices, but you're still put along a path. And this game is fascinating because you you have to kill the dog. You have to, you do not get a choice if you're gonna save Ellie or not. You have to save her. You yeah. have to kill the doctor. You have to kill the fireflies. You have to kill everybody. The game does not let you have a decision, um, which is fascinating. And that's why this game is fascinating because you don't get a choice, but you're justified. You're, you're carrying out Joel's actions, even if you don't want to do it as a video game player. Yeah. But you understand why Joel and the narrative would absolutely do this. It's and a fascinating 100%. conversation. Yeah. Yes. You have the episode with Frank and you see like your purpose is what is is the only thing that these people have. And when mm-hmm. his purpose is going, he's like, it's my time to go to or yeah, yeah. Kill, whichever, whoever it is. So I think that to bring that back for this, you know, you have Melanie Maslinski <laughs> in the other one. And, and we have Sam and his mm-hmm. brother in the other. Like this is common. Tess, save who you can. This is just... This is just so well done and and woven throughout and you get to this yeah. point and this makes total sense. But you do feel, do you have to kill the doctor, the person that maybe one of the last ones left? Um, you know, I get, I, though I get why. Now, let's talk about Marlene. So, who? Um, I, yeah, I guess he had no choice, huh? Because <laughs> she's going to keep coming. Yeah, I mean, she would. Yeah. And we know she would because of her connection to Ellie's mom. I know. And I love, you know, I think it's fascinating that she gives Ellie to Fedra 
the yes. people that she's very against because I think she can keep an eye on them. She knows she'll be safe, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have to get this connection to her the way that it happens to Joel. Yeah. So I think so that when this moment comes, or maybe she, she probably didn't know it at the time, but you know, when this inevitably happens, mm-hmm. she has this kind of distance and she has this clarity, but it was just really, um, it was icky, you know, it was ickier than I wanted it to be, especially after sure. we have them finally like so in love the last episode uh, before this, but, and I don't think that Ellie doesn't love him anymore. I just no. think that there's going to be, this is not going to be great sure. going forward. Mm-hmm. I can't um, say anything. I know. And I don't, and I don't like, did he have to lie so much? I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, did you have to say that there are like, I was like, Joel, come on. There's, there's dozens of people just like Ellie, like everybody. I don't know. Could he have done it a little a more honestly? To lie. I know. I know. He like went all in on his lie. For yeah. Sure. I was like, Joel, you're just making shit up now. Um, but so, that sequence was awesome. Yeah. So here's my question for you, Joanna, to yes. end this conversation about the last of us. You love this season. Yes. Uh, 10 out of 10. Is this one of the best things you've seen in a bit? I think this is a top two show that is currently going on HBO. I think it is Succession. And for me, this is number two. It's mm-hmm. hard because it has pre-existing IP. Um, you know, Barry is a close third and House of the Dragon, you know, has a lot of fan base too. But I want to say that this, going now, this is my like top, like second favorite. So now you sure. have a, so now you have a choice, right? Okay. Are you waiting for season two or are you watching game two? I think it depends on, they left it in a nice place where it wasn't a cliffhanger. So that's great because I don't do well with that at all. Mm-hmm. That would be setting me into the game. I will see when this is starting to film. If it starts to film soon, I know they're, in, I think they're already in pre-production. If it starts to film, I'll be like, all right, I'm just going to like, just, just forget about it and try to go. But I cannot say for sure that I will not uh, dive into a playthrough of this game okay. because it's just, I, I want the experience, uh, but I don't know. I don't want it to be totally spoiled, but they're adding things that aren't in the game, but then they're also not. So I don't but know. They're, yeah. I, I would argue that they're from my experience watching the first season, they added things that were flourishes and really interesting and deep in the story, but the narrative was still the same. The plot points were still the same. Okay. So then let me ask you seeing how they handled this season a, do you think they can do the second game in one season? Or do you think they'll do two? Or and B, do you think this do you think it's gonna I like do you think that the second season is gonna be even better based on how they handled this game? I so I've I'll say a couple things without spoiling anything. I think that you could do season two in one you could do game two in one season. I think that by doing it in two seasons, you just like really dive into what happens next with more thematic depth. And it gives yourself a little bit more breathing room. Like you can have the episode about Frank and Bill. You can have the episode that takes a turn somewhere else. Okay. Totally. So I think that, I think that added a lot to season one. Um, Season two for my money uh, gets into more of the themes and character arcs that season one really does set up or game one game two um game two is very divisive some people hate the way that they went some people love the way that they went i am a proponent of i love the way that it went um so i think that 
thematically i i'm looking forward to to, to doing that they've already set up pieces of game two in game one yes that, i know that or season two in season one that they didn't necessarily do in the game because they didn't really know if they were going to make one he said he wasn't going to and then he did obviously um but uh, yeah so there's a lot of things not even characters or stuff just like emotionally and thematically that they've set up character journey wise and things like that so uh, just a quick minor spoiler for the second game um you just fat flat fast forward like a minute or 30 seconds or whatever it is. Um, There's a minor spoil about game two. And for people that are doubting, Bella Ramsey was 17 when they shot this season and she's 19 now. So that is the age that I think Ellie's supposed to be in season in game two. So I don't think they're going to recast. I think they're just going to use her. Yeah. But also she's also 14 in game one. So like, you know, I think it's totally fine if Bella Ramsey is playing 20. Yeah. They'll just like let her be her age more in this one. Yeah, was a five-year jump, a four-year jump, something like that. I don't know. Between the games, I don't know. But she's supposed <laughs> well, to be 19 in, age, yeah. in the game, too, and she actually will be 19 in right. life. And I, and I think in this, she's I forget, she's supposed to be 19 in this? In game two. No, in, in this show. Oh. They aged up the character of Ellie for the show, I believe. Oh, possibly, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, she's 19 in the show because it said 20 years later. Right. So she has to but be she 19. Was 17 when she shot it. The right. actress. Yes. So, right. So the actress in game one, Ellie is 14. The actress, Bella Ramsey, when they shot the season was 17. The character in season one was aged up from 14 to 19 in the show. So season two, I think we're uh, ish on the right track in general. We're okay to use her. So people can call yeah, I mean, you down. have to. You have to. She's so good. So good. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Well, nerds, Tong's days. Am I right? But we <laughs> hope you had as much fun as we did, and we hope you'll join us next time in another corner of the Nerdverse. As a small universe and a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. We thank you so much for listening and for following along, and please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, if I want something dry, I'll just listen to your jokes. I loved that scene when they were reminiscing about the things they liked about working for the Empire. Yeah, it was freaking great, and those biscuits looked delightful. I know. (laughs) 